Special thanks to all our patrons who support the show every single week. We couldn't do it without you. Head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today for bonus content, exclusive happy hour live chats and more. Patrons, you help keep the run, eat, drink podcast going. And we're so grateful for you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Help support the show by using our Amazon affiliate link. Anytime you shop on Amazon for running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just use runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra. It's only one extra click, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hey, it's Fun Size Jen, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. This week, it's time for another Runcation Recap. I'm loving these segments. I think Yay. this is uh, such a cool way for us to experience races we haven't had a chance to get to yet mm. from our fellow Runcationers out there in the Runcation Nation. Like Jennifer Hall, better known as Fun Size Jen. Welcome to our show, and thank you for coming on to talk about this race. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yay! And for being a patron of our show. We... Love you, and we are so happy that we got to meet you this past January at Disney. And and, and we, how you spotted us is yeah. beyond me. I, that, <laughs> I don't even know, but all of I a sudden, that bird's eye view from the monorail station. It's it's them. Yay. And did you see me running down? Oh yeah, it was amazing. It, I felt like there should be a soundtrack as you as you ran down to meet us. But we were so happy to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure was all mine. Now I've got this image of this song. And I, I can't think of what it's called, but it's just a simple keyboard. I, I wish I knew the song. I was um, thinking of like Chariots of Fire. Oh. oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, if okay. you're gonna have a running song, that's well, pretty good, right? But it is—it's such an honor and an opportunity for us to get to talk with you and have a chance to live vicariously through you because you've had an opportunity to do a pretty cool race that we've been eyeballing that's been recommended to us uh, repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, by members of the Runcation Nation and friends of the show. Yes. So we're really excited to have you here tonight. But before we do that, Jen, why don't you do us a favor? Tell the Runcation Nation a little bit about yourself and your running life. Sure. My name is Jennifer Hall. I'm actually based in the Washington, D.C. area. I was forced into running. No. Me too. I, uh, <laughs> He always says I, uh, that. I, I was working for, I was a cast member with Disney back in 20, 2009 to 2014. Oh. And a very good running friend of mine, we were working at a Disney store together. And she mentioned, you should come do a run Disney 5K. And I'm like, I, I don't run, but it's Disney. So she conned me into coming and I 
uh, politely obliged. In 2014, I showed up at the Prince Run Disney Princess 5K in 2014, miserable and uh, unhappy that I am up at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, oh, yeah. getting ready to run a 5K. Ran, walked the 5K, finished it. By the time I got to the airport, I was already signed up for my next race. <laughs> and <gasps> the the story goes from there. And I've now completed eight marathons and well over 35 halves and countless 5Ks, 10Ks and all other distances. And now I am a habit or it's a running habit. I'm a fan and my wallet and credit card companies thank me. Well, it, it, and it's such a cheap hobby to get into. You just oh, need a pair of shoes, right? Yeah. Sure. Just just any old pair of shoes will do, as long as you don't mind the countless hours and dollars spent to physical therapy with not the right mm-hmm. shoes. But that's right? all just fluff and extra. Yeah. <laughs> Plantar fasciitis? What is that? Yeah, no, no big deal. Nothing. You could do it barefoot. Or some people, some people do. do. <laughs> some people do. I would not. I, just, I get upset when somebody step on a little stone. I don't know how somebody runs 13 miles on an open paved or trail path, you know, barefoot. I how could you like, like even on a trail, how would that go? Years, I that's years of conditioning. Oh, oh no. So, <laughs> but it is not, it is, if you do it right, it does cost a, a, a little bit of money. It does. A little bit. It does. Now, not every race is a Disney race. That's true. In That's terms true. of the price, but the, 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 as hobbies go, it's got yeah. its expenses that go along with it. Plus, if you're doing it right and you're runcationing. You then know. you do the exploring and the indulging. Exactly. Don't you? So uh, you have had the opportunity to do a, a race weekend. When we put this out and you messaged us and said, hey, I think it would be great for you to have the OC Marathon weekend. I would love to do that. I think it's a great idea. Why would you choose that one in particular? I've, I want to start off by saying this was an accident. Accident or fate. I will call it fate. In 20, at the end of 2016, I was training for the Big Sur Marathon. Oh. As I learned, I would be moving to Southern California. Oh. And took the training very seriously. I knew I was going to be dealing with hills. I took while you're waiting for a business to open and construction to happen, there's not much time to do anything else really when you're not the actual person behind the money and everything. So you're got to try to find something to do. So I ran, I enjoyed, I was ready to go. And then the business that we were opening in Southern California opened up one week before Big Sur or yeah, about one week. And I was like, I don't know that I can travel. And I did all this training. What am I going to do? And I just happened to be with a really good friend of mine. She runs a run club. Uh, she's also the, she's actually a run Disney announcer. And she's a, she's the quote unquote balloon lady. The pay, the, she's at the end of the full marathon. Mm-hmm. She's just she, the OC marathon. Looked into mm-hmm. that. Now, of course, it's a, it's a two weeks until the race is supposed to happen. So I, how am I going to get a registration? It's a little expensive. Wound up doing a charity bid at the last oh. minute. My amazing network of friends, especially in the running community, came together. They helped me raise the funds. And I discovered the OC Marathon in 2017. This marathon, they have a half marathon, a 5K, and a full marathon. I ran the full and I shaved just a little over an hour off my 
full marathon time. Wow. Um, so I feel like my training worked. It it pay, it paid off. Um, yeah. But I just I discovered this full marathon and just everything that went with it. The views, the running community of California is a very run run centric state, and the people that were involved in the race, and just where this race took me to, and how much I got to see, I just absolutely fell in love with it. And you you just see within the first four to five miles of the race exactly why it's absolutely beautiful and amazing, and it's relatively flat too for being California. <laughs> now, I was just saying, you've alluded to it being California. You, Amy, you mm-hmm. referred to it specifically as the OC Marathon. In case listeners or people who are watching the video are, are not clear, we're talking about the Orange County Marathon in California. What part, what, what cities is it near or run through? So the, the half marathon, the, everything starts right there in beautiful Newport Beach at Fashion Island. It's right outside the host hotel. There's a Marriott, a couple other mm-hmm. hotels. It's a beautiful shopping area. And then it eventually leads down into Corona Del Mar, which is just the epitome of real estate in Orange County. Sits right along the Pacific Ocean. Absolutely beautiful views. And then it eventually takes you back up into Costa Mesa, where the half marathon finishes. All Each one of the races all finish at the OC Fair events ground there's several beautiful races that happen there that's where the 5k is so that's the half marathon and then the full marathon takes you a little bit further inland and covers areas like santa Ana, southern part of anaheim i believe before it ultimately finishes up in back at the oc fair and event events ground nice so you talked a little bit about you you ended up getting a a a charity but is that the first that's that was that the first and only time you have done this race or have you been back there no i've back then been back several times since I f- again i fell in love with it i did it twice when i lived out there i've c- came back and did the half marathon a few times and i would gladly get on a plane and do this race anytime there so basically the race weekend is not unlike other race weekends you have a you run expo and it's a decent expo Honestly, I found during the height of pan as we were coming out of the height of the pandemic, mm. where a lot of race expos were slim pickings because people were still cautious about what they were doing. The there was the running community came out and were still a big part of this. So you pick, you pick up your race bib over there at the OC events fair fairgrounds. Then they mm. have a five k, which is actually in the evening. Oh. So you can enjoy your day out in Southern California, and then you go there. Race starts five, six o'clock, and you do a three-mile loop around around the events area over by the. There's a small. I think it's Orange Coast Co- or there's a community college. I think it's Orange Coast College or something like that. That's actually that area is where the LA Chargers do their training now, and it loops around. Eventually, winds back. Again, it's the OC fair area. So there's, you have your own cheerleaders with the goats and the cows that kind of live up in the the hills there. And they're actually sitting by the fence, wondering who all these crazy people are that are running past them and just staring at you. But it's the cutest little thing. And then it, the, even the 5k ends at a party. It's just a great little event that happens right there on the grounds there. And then everybody's ready to get up super early. This Mm -hmm. is one race I will say that you, um, you better be prepared for Run Disney early. Oh, Ooh, that was where okay. I was going to go with that when you said that. Because Run Disney, I think, has 
probably one of the earliest yeah. requirements for runners to get up early and get there totally. ahead of time. So this is on par with that? Absolutely on par. Now, I, I must say, I am team first bus. So even run Disney weekends, <laughs> I will get up at one o'clock in the morning. I have to be on the bu- the very first bus. It, it, the world is going to come to a crashing halt and, and will end if I am not on the first bus. But you get to sleep in just a tad bit earlier for the for the OC, but you still have to be up super early to catch a a bus if you want to walk to your car at the end of the race, if you don't want to have to get back on an, a bus to take it back to the finish mm. after you've just run half marathon or oh. full marathon. So that's the, as team first bus, I'm good with that. <laughs> Somebody wants to sleep in, might not be. Yeah. So you mentioned the cost of the registration for for the for this race weekend is a bit on the pricey side. I wouldn't say it's super expensive. I would okay. say that Run Disney still takes the cake. Yeah. It's it like any race, the earlier you sign up, the less you're going to pay. And yeah. even at other race events, on I go run the LA Marathon next year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty sure that I'll run into. OC Marathon at the Expo, and I'll get some sort of little price break on the registration for signing up there. But it's definitely not. They have, there's the challenge. So they have the, if you run the 5K and the half or the 5K and the full, then you, there's a, there's that challenge. You're not, you're paying a little under 200, I think, for both races, depending on the distance. So it's not super expensive, uh, but um, not the elite, but it's absolutely worth it for the views for the price that you're paying. It's also a nice tip. If you're doing a race and yeah. you've got an expo and you have other races there, they do very often offer a discount. That's a nice tip mm-hmm. to save a few dollars, especially if you know you're going to be booking a race because you've got to fill your, your run calendar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, you at that time, for your first time, you were already out there in California. So if you're traveling to this race, can you maybe offer – some suggestions or tips for people that might be traveling in, in terms of airport suggestions or hotel suggestions, uh, anything at all, any tips you could give somebody that would help them? Absolutely. There's everybody that flies into California thinks you have to fly into LAX. You've got basically three, three airports. You have the option of doing one is Burbank, Eh, it's a little little north of there. Then you got LAX, which is we all know LAX. It's oh, yeah. either a complete nightmare or something very simple. But there's also another airport which a lot of Disney fans are familiar with because it's the closest one. But it's John Wayne Airport, SNA. A lot of major airlines fly in there. It's a beautiful, cute little airport. Mm-hmm. Not super crazy. You can I want to say it's about a about quarter to half the size of LAX, but it's easy access to, it's probably only 15, 20 minutes away from the, where the race starts, where you pick up your bib and to any of the local hotels. And me as a Disney fan, or if somebody that was just wants to visit hotels in Southern California, there's so many options. You Mm. don't have to stay at the host hotel. There's two beautiful hotels that sit right at the start of the race, which Mm. are great. They can be a little bit more on the pricey side when it comes to to races, but especially during the the race weekend. Mm. But staying in anywhere between Costa Mesa 
Anaheim, if you want to go to Disney and you want to take a quick Uber out to Uber or Lyft out to the race start, you can easily do that um, and get there 15, 20 minutes. The the possibilities are endless and and those vehicles are there. Um, Rideshare vehicles are all over the place out there. So there's really no horrible race logistics. There, There are races out there with just absolutely abominable, if that's the right word, yeah. yeah, ridiculous race logistics. I, I was mm-hmm. going to try to do one last year, a marathon up in Washington. And the closest hotel was 18 miles away. Me being team first bus, that I'm, I'm not good with that. I, I can't handle that. But even in Southern California, if I was 18 miles away, I'd feel okay with that because there's so many different routes to be able mm-hmm. to get to that race start area. Um, and be able to do that. You can stay at Disney, you could stay at the host hotels or a variety of different locations, depending on your budget all around Orange County. I lived, when I lived out there, I lived 15, 15 minutes away, just on the coast, the in between Costa Mesa and mm-hmm. Santa Ana, at, which actually my apartment actually was right outside mile 16 of the marathon. So I was like, do I go run over to my apartment real quick, get a refresh? <laughs> then come back. I didn't do that because I was making good time. Yeah. Uh, but the thought did cross my mind, that being a potential. That's funny. <laughs> You're making good time. You don't, you just keep going. <laughs> and then you get to the second half of that. Then you get past 16. I will say on the marathon course, past 16, 17, you go back into the residential community and down into the aqueduct. Eh, it can suck a little bit of life out of you, but it's only a few miles. We've, it's run, not horrible. we've run in the aqueduct for one of the run Disney events one year. They, yeah. they routed us into that for yeah. a, a couple of miles. Yeah. 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 It was a, I, I, I don't mm. think that they've done it every year. That was an Avengers wasn't half marathon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't now. <clears throat> You said you were making good time on the course. When you register for this, is there a pace requirement? Is it a lottery? Is it a mm. free for all? Is it? No, this is open registration, and this is a fantastic race. I don't recall if, ever seeing that it's completely sold out. It's gotten close in the past, but mm-hmm. thousands of runners, lots of opportunity, no lottery needed, mm-hmm. and there's a very easy 16 minute pace. Okay. Um, oh, nice. to, for the the full and the half, um, you just have to reach mile 12 by 9 a.m. Oh. on the full marathon course to be able to continue. And that's really the only, as I like to call it, gauntlet or checkpoint. Marker, um, yeah. Yeah, and then, then you're, you're free to continue. But you do have to maintain that 16-minute pace. And my friend Andrea Coyman, as I mentioned, she's she's the, the sweeper on the marathon course and definitely less scary than the balloon ladies. (laughs) She's less scary than the balloon ladies. (laughs) We would just like to say for all the run Disney fans out there, the balloon ladies are very nice people. And we've, I've even interviewed them uh, on, on video at a race event. What's scary is the people who dress up as the balloon ladies and they're faster. So they're ahead of you. Yes. Uh, That is scary. That's an evil costume. Yes. That's scary. (laughs) That's not a oh, I know. <laughs> you know that one year, but no. Okay, so that's good to know that. And the sixteen minute per mile pace that is. The, so they run the courses for the marathon and the half. They are the same. They're one in this. They share. So that's. So do you actually get longer on the half or? No. So no. the 
yes, it shares the course up until mile 11 for the, or mile, mile 12, 11 and a half, 12, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. where then the, the half marathon will, will be your left and you'll head into the, the final stretch. Whereas the marathon continues on, you go downhill and you head into the, you actually go over a bridge that leads back into near where the uh, airport is. Mm-hmm. And then Santa Ana, mile 16 through 23, where you eventually pick back up and head into the final finish of the, at the OC Fair and Events Ground. Ah, so, okay. So a, a good portion of it is all the same. Okay. Now the marathon starts earlier than the half marathon. So yeah. it's spread out. But at some point there's, everybody's going their own pace and, and working to finish their race. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. But at some point you'll feel, see a lot of intermingling on the course, but I've never found the course to be super bottlenecked oh, that's or, or jammed to a point where it becomes frustrating. We all know the, and love the Cone Alley. If you've ever did a run Disney race oh, yeah. where you have a five, six foot area for a thousand runners to go through. Yeah. Always a good time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's always where some people want to try to make up time. And they're, this is where they're going to make mm-hmm. their move. Like really couldn't have done this that on Osceola Parkway. <laughs> as a trail runner. I'm okay with taking the grass and I will deal with the other parts if I can get off that pavement for just a little bit to keep going. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So the this race course, fully paved? Yes, essentially. There's one part where you're going over a bridge and then you, it's called the back bay area. So you'll make this odd little left turn where you go down and go under a bridge before you go up into a sidewalk area and then into the residential area of back bay. But most, I would say 90% of it's paved. I don't recall there being any trail. You, there's some times where you're getting off one portion of the pavement, pavement and then taking it uphill to get to the top. So there are some slight hills on this, but nothing dramatic. We're not talking Big Sur. We're not talking crazy hills like the ones that, that they put in for the race here in Baltimore. I firmly believe that for the Baltimore Marathon, they actually build hills <laughs> for us to run over. Because oh. uh, I don't notice them when I'm driving, but when I'm running, yeah, I absolutely notice them. <laughs> I had that conversation with Jeff Galloway once. He was talking about how his race in Atlanta, yeah. it starts higher than the finish. I said, but there's a whole lot of whole lot of up and down great. in between the start and the finish. And having driven all over Atlanta, it, it, you you think that the hills are very gradual and very mild, very different when you're on foot, very different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I think the people that the race directors who create those courses, though the hills are towards the end. What's entertainment value for them? Um, you know, there's when you run up in New York, I used to run a uh, Brooklyn half marathon and the, um, then there was a rock and roll Brooklyn and it was completely the opposite. The Brooklyn half marathon, you got the hill, the, the one big hill at the beginning and then it was all downhill down to the beach. Whereas the rock and roll all flat until you get to mile 11 and then you're going straight uphill. And I'm like, who designed this? It's a good reason that race isn't still in existence anymore. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Really. It'd be it like, doesn't challenge you. It doesn't change you. That's so. true. 
That's true. But it's like the Donna in Jacksonville when they used to have the the last part of the half or the full would be a mile, bridge. Yeah, mile 11 and 12 were, were a bridge. A bridge and yeah. then your last mile was the crest and then off-ramp right into mm-hmm. the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. So that but, sounds like fun. Yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but then they changed the race course. So they're still in existence. So it's Thankfully. okay. They so, took the feedback and suggestions. <clears throat> out. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful beach views are better. That's what I would say. <laughs> are there pace groups on this one on the, on the half or the full in this race weekend? Yeah, they do offer pace groups in a variety of different pace levels from the super fast to the moderate and easy. This is a super supportive race. This is not the, it's the marathon's a Boston qualifying event. So there's lots of people that do qualify with, I wouldn't say that this is the fastest and best option for if you want to qualify for Boston, but it's definitely a great opportunity, but it's really about the running community and it's about seeing people celebrate their finishes at the end. And they really do celebrate that. And it's, they don't, I, I've seen the Boston Marathon where they shut down the race course at a certain point and people are still crossing the finish line. You're not going to find that here. You're going to see Fitz and Rudy there till the very last finisher comes in. And it's absolutely just an awesome experience. One that I would, if I could do one race Every single year, it would be the OC, probably not the OC marathon every year, but I would do the OC half marathon every yeah. single year. Oh, that's now let's, <clears throat> can we talk a little bit about the, I want to get to Fitz and Rudy, but I want to talk about the aspects of the course that we have in entertainment and or hyd- hydration and yeah, on course support. Lots of on-course support, not the community comes out and they're the entertainment. I would say that it's right at about mile eight on the, what's the half and the full course. The John Wayne race series is out there and it's, which is a a race series. It's in Southern California. I, I don't know the full details. I know lots of people that have done it. But they come out, they're in full Western wear. It's just it's nice. just this big rodeo party thing. They got the music blaring, they've got the the goo and the the hydration that's out there. And you'll and then there's other areas of the course where you'll see a guy likes to bring out his drums and he's on the drum on the course doing that. There is not it's not like your typical rock and roll where they've actually prearranged for bands and some musicians to play out on the course, but it's just the community. Mm-hmm. It's so run centric out there that the community comes out to support it. And I love that's it. really the entertainment on the course is that there are people out there cheering you on because they want to be out there and cheer you on uh, because they are runners themselves. They have family members that are runners. It's mm-hmm. just something to keep you entertained. Now I will say once you get past the, that mild, 11 or 12 where the marathon branches off mm-hmm. and it's a little bit the, the entertainment comes down just a little bit you're obviously the marathon doesn't have the participation levels that the half marathon sure. has so you, you start to see the course thin out just a little bit there but it doesn't mean that it's any worse it's just a little less there might be times where you know you I think if I remember correctly, there was times where I had only a few people around me before mm-hmm. I caught up to other people. But the half marathon, that's lined with people for a, a big portion of it. Out in the, the residents in the neighborhoods come out and they're cheering people on. 
they have to because they can't leave their homes. Because <laughs> might as well. Neighborhood. Yeah, might as well. Come out with your coffee. Exactly. <laughs> and they're $20 million mansions right there. And uh, while we all stare at their homes in, in awe of how beautiful it is. Hey, look, I was going to say, this is Southern California. So right. it's probably only a thousand square feet for $20 million. But no, it actually does sound a lot like the Donna. It does. At neighborhoods in Atlanta neighborhood that sport. come out and, yeah. and, and support the runners. And they sounds like they've embraced it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I love the, that feel you get from the neighborhoods too. I think it, it pushes you to go forward. So it's, I, I like genuine support from the neighborhood like that. I, so you have the mile markers, the hydration and fuel. Do you, did you find that you needed to carry a lot with you or that the hydration popped up at the right moments on the course? Me, I'm particular about what I'm drinking or eating as far as fuel goes. What's your um, fuel of choice? Ooh. What was that? What's your fuel of choice? Yeah. I, I change a little bit. I'm in between right now trying to figure what's working. I was using sport beans for a while, and now I'm using scratch. Um, their chews are good. Oftentimes, those. races scratch. do the goo chomps, mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend half my uh, – goo's great. I, I'm sure. Great the chomps. A little too chewy for me. Where Yeah. One mile in, I'm still working on that one chew. So I tend to move to something else. But yeah. so I'm very particular. So I will pace myself for the amount. Luckily, there's water along the course. So I can do a mixture of Gatorade and water. And then I bring print plenty of, of fuel along with me, mm-hmm. depending on which distance I'm doing. So I'm, I'm very much a, a hydration vest wearer at my camelbacks. Learn to use those out in California. And I ha- haven't turned back. Mm-hmm. But lots, again, there's Gatorade, there's there's fuel itself, water, lots of aid stations at the appropriate distances. That's good. Not too much. And I think some races oftentimes do it too much where you, you have to fuel for your body. You have to know when you have to take it. And you for me, it's it. not every single mile. Yeah. And I've seen races where it's been almost every single mile or close there. And then it throws off your balance and, and how you're pacing mm-hmm. yourself. So yeah. I think it's important to, to be prepared yourself. Don't rely on the race. But if the race has resources you can use because it works for you, then that just makes it even better. Right. Yeah. We, we typically, we always recommend people bringing what they need. Mm-hmm not relying on the race because you never know like that a race historically may have had great on course support and mm-hmm. they may have something go wrong that you don't know about right on that's race true. day a pallet of goose doesn't show up you never know or they switch to some other like it, it could be gatorade or it could be something else that you just don't that doesn't sit well with you yeah. which could be which could spell trouble later i don't know i what is the porty porta potty situation on this course is is that they're there they're there uh, they're there the options that's good there. that's good i can't say that like any other race that they're not on every single race corner you've got to make smart plenty of op- options at the race start good for you to do but they're in the communities that you're at there's always something out there that will assist you Along the way, I think they're just very limited on what they can do in certain areas. areas. Uh, yeah. But 
but obviously it changes from year to year. They they, they can do different things. I don't remember specifically seeing. Mm -hmm. I live by the rules, nothing new on race day. That's so true. If I (laughs) can avoid, I'm not going to take some sort of fuel they're offering on the course if I've never used it before because I don't know how it's going to react. So I try to play it safe Mm -hmm. with whatever I can do. But sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you just need that because one reason or another, Something's not working for you, but Mm -hmm. I've never known or heard of a complaint that something, a resource was not on course for them as needed. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Including medical. Medical is there, ready to go, ready to take care of you at multiple parts down the course. And like I said, we have fantastic sweepers or pacers along the course to make sure that you're doing good. It's not about, oh, you're past me, get off the course. It's like, how are you doing? What can we do to help you? It's um, taking care of people. Up. Yeah, It's mm-hmm. that kind of feeling that you get. That's, That's nice. Andrea loves that. Andrea Coyman, former run Disney race announcer. She mm-hmm. just runs the, a lot of SoCal. She's just a running queen out there, ultra marathoner. She oh. has the um, opportunity to be that pacer, the sweeper for the, she's out in full party regatta. She has a fantastic time and it's not, about the it's about keep going how can we get you there kind of motivation off yeah yeah that makes all the difference Mm -hmm. it really does yeah and and, okay and you just said something that i love that rule um nothing new on race day i've broken that rule a couple of times and paid for it oh yes um (laughs) and and i've been very open about that Um, but yeah in terms of your pre-race evening rituals uh what do you do do you have a thing that you when you go to this race in particular, but do, do you have anything that you fall back to that you do each time in terms of food, beverage, prep, anything like that? I, what's funny is it's an evolving thing for me. I found that I, I'm here I am eight years later into running seven, eight years later into running. And I still have not found that perfect thing. I think that for a dinner, they used to, you, you learn as a runner, it's like, you got to carb load, you got to do all this stuff. And oftentimes people don't really don't understand how the, all that works. Mm-hmm. It's not about loading yourself up with a ton of carbs the night before a race, but rather gra- gradually increasing your carbs leading into race dates. If you learn your research, do some research, and then find something that's not going to upset your stomach, but still provide you with the energy. I am not a drinker, Mm -hmm. so I don't, beer is not at at any point part of my carb intake, Mm -hmm. but my meal pre-race can really vary. Mm -hmm. It will generally be some sort of carb or protein. And depending on the distance, I'm finding the different things on how I'm feeling is, is what goes. A great plate of spaghetti works just fine for me a couple days in or if that's the option the night mm-hmm. before depending on the distance but yeah i just try to i do everything to ensure that i'm not having to use those resources we talked about yes. earlier there's sure. um yeah. no thai food or or <laughs> no thai um, food no. or anything spicy the night before because um i'd rather continue on and um Save the resources for other people. Let them utilize yeah. that. Absolutely. You you don't. And you are a spice head, but you would never. I try think. to keep it very simple. Yeah. Uh, night before the race, 
clean protein and a yeah. clean carb of some mm-hmm. kind. Not a lot of sauce, not a lot of butter, not nothing a lot out of, of cream, the ordinary. And, and nothing exotic. Absolutely. After our bout of food poisoning in California at the, at the Princess Half Marathon, I'm oh, that very, was Tinkerbell. Or Tinkerbell, excuse me. That was Tinkerbell. Uh, I'm very <laughs> uh, nervous night before. So I'm right Nothing there with new. you. Yeah. Where'd you get the food poisoning at? Uh, you don't have to throw out any business names. Uh, no, no, it, it is a, a popular Americanized Chinese restaurant. We both got wicked food poisoning. <sighs> and it was that we have the post-race photos. Where, oh, like, we look miserable. We're, we're here. We're here in Los Angeles. We're gonna go see everything, and we are. We forced ourselves to go to the Chinese theater, to the Hollywood sign, to the everything. observatory, and we've got this look on our face like we're fine, really. <laughs> that was bad. It was awful. <laughs> but we run the race. Amy, she's. I feel a little queasy and or nauseous. I said that's oh, just pre-race nerves. He no said, big deal. Suck it up, your nerves. You're fine. Get out there and do it. So we finish the race. She immediately, we get back to the room. She, it drops her like a sack of potatoes. She oh, yeah. is done. And it was bad. And, and yeah. violently ill. And mm-hmm. I'm taking care of her. 45 minutes later, it hits me. And yeah. then that was the rest of that evening into the morning. Yes. It was. So having been in that situation where something, and, and we really didn't eat adventurous. No. I, I think this was just a simple case of probably some cross-contamination in, in, yeah. the, in the kitchen, but yeah. and it can happen anywhere. Yeah, of course. But that said, at that point, like from then on, my our race pre-race meal tends to be very plain. We tend to get pasta, and if we get a, a meat, like the, I think you'll get like meatballs on the side. Yes. Or I'll do like a grilled chicken breast and keep it really simple. <laughs> Yeah, but we know there is where we get our shoes. Our local running store is she will bring all of her gear with her when she's running like ultras or she's doing like a marathon or she's doing a try and she will cook everything. She will purchase and cook everything in her room. She will not go out. She doesn't even do like anywhere restaurants. Yeah. So I'm not there. (laughs) You're not there, but I guess there are levels, but. It is, yeah, yeah, that experiences will change you. So (laughs) these races are an investment, but you're paying money to do it. So is it your, unless you're a competitive runner and a lot of people are, and I absolutely love that. I am, I totally admit I am not a competitive runner. I'm competing against myself, but I paid money for the experience and to finish that race. So that's just as valid. I'd rather save the, the celebrations and the creative foods and and beverages for post race as, as just another way to add on to the experience. Um, You know, I have my, um, my restaurants that I, when I lived in Southern California, that I knew where I could go the night before if I wanted some pasta, a great place that really wasn't going to impact me too mm-hmm. much, or where I could get some crazy food after as my celebration meal. People are going to think I'm crazy, but now I can't think of the name of it. There's a, a crab restaurant zoned by Landry's at one point. Oh. They've closed down. Joe's Crab Shack? Yeah. Yes, thank you, Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, really, I, I absolutely love that, and that was my go-to place after every OC marathon. It's, I want a big thing of crab legs, 
And uh, unfortunately, oh. a lot of those locations have closed. So I had to find someplace new, but definitely not before the race. Definitely after seafood. The race. No, we were. Yeah. We've been. Yeah. I have a hard no. I no. pretty hard no seafood rule before before the race. the race. Yeah, but before the race, uh, I want to. I want to circle back to Ru- uh, Rudy and and Fitz. Yes, and, and Team Noisy and the and the pre race kind of start experience. So we've talked about like the night before and got onto this nothing new on race day and carb loading and things like that. But pre-race, your first bus, that's tradition for you. And when you get there, what is that pre-race experience like with them? If you're me and team bus, you're seeing them still set up the process, setting everything (laughs) up. I'm there that early kind of person. Yeah. It's neat to, to, I've literally walked off the bus and been the very first person into a sea of darkness while there's no, while they're still setting up porta potties, while they're getting the stage, the music, the starting line, we're still building the trusses and everything. Mm. And then I think there's been one time where I, things are, the people are out, people are getting ready, doing their stretches, doing their warm ups. There's just, it's still a party. There's still a lot going on there. That's the nice thing about Southern California is it, I, you always have to worry about weather, but you really don't have to worry about the weather so much. I think there's been only one time where it was raining at Ooh, restart. Um, okay. Where you're going, you're not going to be freezing, but you're not going to be super hot either. So this it's always mild weather, which makes it even better, which makes the running just that much better. So you you can go chill out. People just sit down, relax. And then right before race start, that's when you know that it's it's about to begin. Mm-hmm. The, the party is happening. Fitz is on the mic over there. If I recall correctly, Fitz got the everything handled at race start. Mm-hmm. And then Rudy's kind of holding down the fort at, at the race finish mm-hmm. or Vice versa, two years since I've done this race, yeah. so that'll change next year. But they really got you covered on whichever end you're on. Mm-hmm. I'm still marveling at the not having to worry about the weather. Yes. Where we live, the baseline is the weather is trying to kill you on any given day. Like raining in the afternoon and summer and super humidity. And what? This, is a, this race is in May? That's the time of year it is held? Yeah. First weekend of May. Only one time. It was held in November of... Uh, 2021, just coming out of the pandemic, pandemic. was still not quite ready to do it in May. So they pushed it to November and then Mm -hmm. ran it again the next May. Again, it's been fabulous weather both times, every time I've done it. So you don't have to worry about the weather. Yeah. That's nice. So it's Rudy and Fitz and they divide the start and the finish duties. What is that finish line experience like? It's really... If you're at the back, in the back of the pack, you're not forgotten about. The, everybody's nice. there to celebrate your finish. Love Fitz it. does a fantastic job. Rudy as well. It's you matter. You're not just, I've been to plenty of other races where, yeah, we're just going to take a, qu- a long break and we'll be back towards the end to celebrate the last finisher. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Fitz will come down and she will be at the on the ground with you, not on a stage, staring at the watching everybody coming mm-hmm. in from afar. She'll be down there welcoming you to the finish. And it's just again, yeah. you matter on this race course. And it's it's just again another reason why I absolutely love California and how run centric it is. So now I'm very 
complicated. We've I had, knew you were going to go there. We've I had knew this it. conversation <laughs> on the show before and in lives. Can you talk for those of, like me that were a raccoon in a previous life? What kind of shiny things can one expect to be handed when they cross the finish line? How's the bling? How's the shirts? How are the race goodies? What talk to me about the stuff? So you get a the bling is awesome. You're not getting a what's that that uh, trophy company that likes to make medals yeah. for finishers with that same little outline, and then they sh- stick a piece of paper inside that says mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. name of the race. You're getting absolutely awesome bling. You're not getting Ar- What's the what's that Arkansas marathon that just you feel like you're Flava Flav? Um, little rock is finish. it? The size of the of a clock. Yeah, um, I've got one of those medals. It wasn't from that marathon. I'm looking at little right above me here. I wish I could show it to you guys. I'll have to send you some pictures. Okay, but these are Disney size, full color, absolutely beautiful bling, comfortable to wear. The clang is perfect. Real. The clang factor, as I like to call it. <laughs> you do that challenge there, and you've got all three. It's there, but. They actually all of the SoCal races, the everywhere from OC, even actually going as far as San Diego, the race medals are amazing out there. Like they, mm-hmm. it's a big part of it, and that's part of my motivation as well. It's something worth going to Disneyland to take a picture in front of the castle. Over, so it's even the challenge medals are fantastic. Even the five K medals are just they're worthy. You're not going to get this little. Slightly larger than a quarter size medal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Doing a 5K, you're going to feel good about the 5K and feel happy that you completed it, whether it's your first or 50th 5K, and you've mm-hmm. got a great medal to show for it. They just do such a great job. They're absolutely beautiful medals. I'm at the point where at some point I will have a, it's worth it to me to have my own medal rack just for the OC marathon. Ooh. Oh, wow. So I don't have enough medals to fulfill that just yet, but we're, we're working on it. And the shirts and you like those, they vary from year to year or. Yeah, they do a great job with race merch as well. Mm-hmm. At one, one year, we even got three quarters zip um, pullovers that I absolutely That's love. Nice. I actually still run in that today. It's actually when it's cold here in the Washington DC area, it's a, it's a bright, colorful mm-hmm. white pullover that I can wear like thermal underneath of it, still feel mm-hmm. comfortable running. They have shirts every year. Their shirts run a little small, which is okay. So good know, to know. Go up a size and yeah. they're great shirts. They, you really know that you were a part of this. Now, are they on the run Disney level of, of awesome shirts? Um, eh, you know, we could do a little improvement there, but, um, <laughs> But um, I, ha- I have no problem flaunting my OC gear um, here in Maryland. Although every time I wear it, was that Ocean City, Maryland? No, it's Orange County, uh, California. Uh, the yeah. distinction has to be there. It, o- Ocean City, Maryland is no nothing like Orange <laughs> County, California. <laughs> Let's just make sure that we're clear on that. Should we talk about food and beverage? I think so. Uh, All this talk of running. Has it made you hungry, made or, hungry or or thirsty at all? Yes. <laughs> I like food. I like beverage. Yeah. There, there, there we go. Let's see. If you have finished the race mm-hmm. and it's time to explore and indulge, where's the first place you're going? I'm probably heading over to, if I'm in that area and I'm not 
headed over to a popular theme park out there, I am most likely heading over to Balboa Island and to Main Street. And it is a cute little island that you can either drive onto if you want to go around the beaten path, or you can actually take a ferry over there. Or I'm sorry, a ferry from Balboa to the to the peninsula. There's just a whole area, little different ways you can go, but there's just lots of food, some great quaint little restaurants along Main Street, which is full of beautiful homes and small streets, but just a lot of charm. And that's actually, there's an Italian restaurant that sits right on Main Street. I can't think of the name of it, but it was my go-to Italian restaurant out there. It wasn't at Olive Garden or something. America's favorite Italian restaurant. <laughs> but it just great food, great service. And it's funny, there's a frozen banana place. And me, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest TV person out there, but apparently this frozen banana place, which also sits right on Main Street, was made very popular in some TV show a few years back. I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to have to get the name of it, but <laughs> that's the place to go for frozen bananas. Frozen bananas. It's a thing. Oh, oh yeah. It's a my, thing. My dad used to make them. Yeah. My dad used to love them. Yeah. I th- yeah. That would be, that's. That sounds delicious, actually. Yes. Especially after a race when you're hot and you need the potassium from a banana. And even if yeah. they coat it in chocolate, then you get antioxidants from the chocolate and you get the potassium from the banana. That's all. I'm just saying it's health food. All good. I don't know. So <laughs> it was arrested development. I just arrested development. Yes. Sleuthing. Yes. <laughs> it sits again right on Main Street on Balboa Island. Absolutely beautiful. Again, shopping, food, that's one place I would go. But again, mm-hmm. you're so close to Huntington Beach. You're close to Irvine. You're 45 minutes away from LA. You're near Disney. You have the, your choice to pick where you want to go celebrate. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have to drive super far to get there and find some food that you like. Obviously, we all know the downtown Disney district. Mm-hmm. Uh, my choice there would be Splitsville. We also have here in at the Florida one, I'm more, I love the California one just a little bit better than the other yeah? ones. But again, lots of food options so uh, for you to choose yeah. in any direction that you want to go. And you're only an hour and a half from San Diego there too. So Ooh. you get people from every which direction coming up to, to be a part of the OC Marathon. So how long, when you are thinking about the whole race weekend and the time before and the time after, how much time would you say in, in traveling would you allot before the race and and then? It's whatever your flavor is for SoCal. If you love it out there, I'm usually, I'll get there. The 5K is on a Saturday night and oh. then the, the other two races are on a Sunday. Yeah. I like to get there, be the be there on the first day of the expo mm. if I can. So I'll randomly come in on a Thursday, have a long weekend if I can extend my trip into the week. And I did that for my birthday a few years ago, oh. ran Disney and then I stayed and played, I'm sorry, ran the OC marathon, half marathon, and then played in Disney for a few days, mm-hmm. took in some more of the sites, just saw some of my old stomping ground oh. out there, but it's whatever your flavor of time frame is, but there's, no shortage of things to do and places to visit in SoCal. The whole PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, absolutely beautiful. Runs all the way up 
for miles and miles, way past in the Long Beach, which is home to another great race called the Long Beach Long Beach Half Marathon. Um, that that's absolutely beautiful, a lot of fun. They actually have a 5K that actually runs through the aquarium of the Pacific there, which is something wow. neat. That I would have be not cool. That would be really yet. cool. That yeah. would be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we love that area out there. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've never been to Southern California, yes, you've got LA. Yeah. And but- you can go in and enjoy all of that. But there are so many cool little beach towns that all have a unique flavor. And mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a beautiful area Yeah, to go and see. Yeah. And if I recall, yeah, so the OC half and full are actually part of the beach cities challenge. Oh, um, So every year there's this elusive metal. It's, I don't know, one year it was a shark head. I'm looking, mine was a starfish. Oh. If you run the beach city challenge, which is it's long beach. Yeah. It's surf city marathon, mm-hmm. which is generally in February, the OC marathon, which is in May. And then the long beach marathon or half marathon is in August. You do all three of those and you get this little aquatic style, beautiful, huge metal that weighs an absolute ton <laughs> and it will leave imprints on you. <laughs> not just in your heart, but in the form of bruises. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That's great. That's my kind of bling. There you go. Yeah. One that will stab you or leave bruises as it bounces weight, up and down. Weightlifting. It's strength training. But yes. that's a, but that's a really cool option for people, yeah. though. Thank you for, for yeah. mentioning that yeah. challenge because a lot of people really like this challenge. I'm a sucker for that. I. If it wasn't a cross country for yeah. each one, I'd be like, let's get that challenge medal. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm still leaning that way, especially since it's like aquatic stuff, which I, I do which like. you love. So, Jen, you've said to us, I, I think, pre-show that yeah. you this is absolutely your favorite. You love running this one. You want to do it again. What do you have planned in terms of running in, in the future here, OC or otherwise? I've got a few races on my list here, actually kind of taking it back a little bit, focusing on my fitness instead of race training. I've got my favorite 5K on the planet here in in Baltimore next weekend. It's called the Baltimore Women's Classic. It's an absolutely beautiful race that runs along the inner harbor um, of Baltimore. Um, The weather's usually always amazing. not going to say that it's always amazing because if I say that we're going to get rain next weekend, we don't want that. Yeah. Don't Um, jinx it or whatever they say. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a couple of run Disney races coming up. I'll be there uh, to celebrate my birthday at the uh, wine and dine half marathon um, next year or this year. And then I'll be back for, for marathon weekend Mm -hmm. and a half before I ultimately make it, make my way back to California for the, for the LA marathon which is my first time running this and I've oh. wanted to complete my, my dream list of California races. Big Sur is no longer on my dream list. I'm not cut. I'm not made for those Hills. It's Oof. an absolutely beautiful course. And but I've heard too many stories of the Hills. So I'll leave that. I can watch the views from Google earth or videos as opposed to running it myself. But yeah, that's on the case. And then um, my plan is to return to OC for the OC mar- half marathon in, in May of 2024. Nice. Very cool. 
wh- how can, if people want to connect with you and have follow-up questions, they want to find out about your training, about more, how can they, how can the Runcation Nation connect with you? I'm on the fabulous Instagram that we all know and love. Yes. Uh, my, it's me, FSJ, Fun Size Jen. Fun Size Jen. Uh, so they can find me there. And how, I would love to be able to, if anybody's interested, love to help qu- answer questions, um, share my, continue sharing my experiences. But I think more people need to come and experience this race because it's, it does not have the, the following that it absolutely deserves. I think mm. it's just too awesome of a race. And I think that, most people in Southern California will tell you that this is a sleeper where it needs to, it, it needs more publicity. It needs to get out, but not too much because I still want to be able to run it. So <laughs> let's not turn this into a, a run Disney. Got to have six computers up and running, <laughs> ready to go to register for it, but absolutely worth it. And I, I would say that anybody wants to knock California off their bucket list, especially if they're doing the 50 state challenge, mm-hmm. um, it's a good one for the books. You're going to have plenty of hills up in San Francisco and you're going to have plenty of hills in San Diego. Few hills in 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 central southern Cal- or the coast of southern California in uh, the Orange County and LA area. Just saying if you don't want hills, this would be a good one. That's a good. That's a really good tip actually yeah, for because people we're f- doing that 50 states. Yes, because we're Floridians and we think 11 feet above sea level is it? Is is it? It is, it is a hill. It is a hill. It's very hilly here the, the in Florida. Air is, the air is very thin up there. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> yes. A hill is a very different definition for everybody. But uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But in all seriousness, we really want to thank you for being here with us tonight, for recapping what is obviously a race weekend that you are so passionate about that we need to get to that we need to get to and and sharing that with everybody in the community. And we're just so happy that you decided to join us and that you are a patron of our show and a part of our community. You just, you make it better and, and you add to it in every way. We love to see you in the live streams and we can't thank you enough for being a part of the runcation recap here tonight with us this was awesome thank you for having me i really appreciate it it's always fun talking to you all love you guys and absolutely happy to support the show in any way shape or form and shining a light on these cities these races runcation options just Mm -hmm. out there gives people to the opportunity to explore and find new things as opposed to Mm -hmm. taking a risk you hear it from somebody who's done it as opposed to Mm -hmm trying to find something new and being disappointed. So you, you hear it from a source, somebody that's been a part of it. Absolutely. I think this is a great idea and I can't wait to hear some of the other races that are out there and that I should take, be a part of as well. We hope to accomplish, explore and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at 
patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge along with us. We'll talk to you next time.